0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk
1: cheese. Recorded live. Good
2: evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am your hostess with the mostest. <laughs> I am Rosalind Jordan Mills, and welcome to Rosalind's Corner. Tonight, as always, you know we're going to have a great time. We have a great guest tonight. All our guests are so wonderful, and, and, and you know, we just continue to take it to the next level. You know me. We're going to take it to the next level. Uh, tonight, you know, I always like to start out talking about our great company, T25CL Entertainment, where we do global distribution for independent artists. But, you know, we're just an innovative company you know, that has a global platform for pay-per-view distribution. And this is where independent artists, music, film, we have established this platform just for you. I invite you, visit our website at www.t25cl.com and you all the great artists whose music is available for download. And if you our independent artists looking to get your music out there, look, this is the place to come. We cherish all our artists. We cherish the work that is being done. Uh, we got a film coming up from a concert, awesome concert, Global Peace Jazz Concert that was done at the Warner Grand Theater in Los Angeles. And you know what, look, the show United We Stand was just So phenomenal. It was wonderful. Great artists, dancers from Senegal, and people who just loved the show. And now it is turned into a documentary. We're going to have a film to show not only the plights of Africa and the nations, but also the solutions as well, and backed by great, great music. Okay? Look, you're going to enjoy this. Trust me, you're going to enjoy it and T25CL will be doing even greater things, okay? So tonight, like I always say, I like to introduce my guest, and uh, we're, we're going to take a minute here because he's, he's in between uh, being in concert and, and um, performing and in studio and um, trying to get things running here, but I always like to get a great feel from all our listening audience and to see exactly what you're looking at, what you're thinking about, and, and, and knowing that we're going to have a great time sharing information, sharing everything that is out there. I mean, we can take it across the board when we talk about the different topics of the world and what we're, what we're talking about, okay? But tonight we want to just um, sit back and relax And get comfortable because tonight I want to just give a little short bio of my guest tonight. My guest tonight is none other than Ronald Hudson, born in Washington, D.C., is better known uh, by his stage name of Ronnie Hudson. Come on now. He is a, a, a bassist, an artist, composer. Record producer, I mean, he is notable for the hit uh, song West Coast Pop Lock, which later appeared in Dr. Dre and Tupac Shakur's song cool. entitled California Love. Okay, la- ladies and gentlemen, I know he's there. Is this you, Ronnie? I know you're online right now. Ronnie
3: Huston. And a um, sticks in the mix with Ronnie Huston in the house.
2: All right, all right. Well ladies and gentlemen, welcome my guest Ronnie Hudson and his favorite Mr Sticks, his sidekick, his uh right arm, left arm, or whatever you want to say, he's right there supporting Ronnie all the way. I right, welcome, welcome to Galaxy Talk Radio to Rosal's Corner.
1: Hey Roslin, how are hey, you today? <laughs>
2: It's Thanks. it's great having you. Great having you. Um, you know, I always have my guests, and I start them out with um, telling us how it all began. I mean, from the time before, I mean, I know that you were in D.C., and you, you began your craft at the age of 16, but, I mean, even before that, tell our listening audience how you even got into the music. I mean, did you have family who was into music, who played
1: instruments, who sang. Tell my listening audience, how it all began. Uh, When I was a kid, uh, I guess maybe around five years old, I had a a couple of uncles in my family. They both played the guitar, and they were quite good at it. And I imagine somewhere around the age of six, one of my uncles, his name was Paul, and he would say, listen, sing this song. And I would hear him play and sing so much, I, I sort of like learned the, the lyrics to the song. And it was easy for me as a kid. And uh, he would take me to uh, uh, North Carolina. That's where my family is from. Uh, uh, but we would go there and he'd have me sing and he'd play the guitar. And it was real nice. We, we really enjoyed each other. And uh, you know, as I grew older, I uh, I you know, I never thought about playing an instrument. Uh I I like I saw my uncle but I never thought about playing one, one myself. But I was with a friend and his name was Pop. And I would uh, we get together and drive down the street in his car, uh we'd roam the streets in Washington D C and um he told me he said, You hum all of the bass song patterns to the song perfect. And I said, I do <laughs> He said, Yeah, I think you <laughs> And I said, Well, you think you think better than me and I said, I've never touched a bass. I I don't know what it even feels like or anything. He said, Well, I have one and I said, Well, I wouldn't be interested in doing anything like that. He said, Well, you may be He says, um, because you hum perfect bass notes and all of the notes is on the on the record and you don't realize what you're doing. I said, probably not. He said, but you know what? Anything that you hum, you can play. And when my antennas went up, (laughs) I said, wow, is that right? He said, yeah, it's just that easy. So he brought me a bass guitar. I was playing it right away. (laughs) I guess within the next, say, maybe a couple of weeks later, I was doing pretty good with it because all of these songs that I had in my head that I already knew in my head. It was as simple as, to me, just finding the notes. So that was pretty easy, and I actually had fun learning. And um, then he actually hired me in his band one day, and I was about 16 years old. And uh, he bought me a professional bass guitar and an amplifier one night. I came in to play, and he had that for me. Mm. Wonderful thing for a friend to do, and uh, from that point on, I've been making my way as a bass player.
2: Well, let me ask you about this because, uh, well, first of all, are you in an area where you, where you can get clear? 'Cause it sounds like there's a lot of static. Well, it does? Is there's a lot of static in the background. Are you are you in a, in a, in a quiet area? I want to make sure that the, my listening audience. Is- Let me try something here. Yeah, there's there's a lot of breakup. There's a Uh, lot of uh, static. Yeah, there you are. Is that better? That's much better. Much better.
1: Okay. All right. We're trying. Yeah. uh, As I was saying, you know, um, my friend pointed out to me that um, that I had a talent and I wasn't aware of it. And he, he, you know, we got the bass guitar and the amplifier, and I I learned pretty quickly. And and then I really, really became fond of it, and I thought maybe I'd go out and try to make a career of it. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. i put out uh, several songs, did a lot of producing and things like that at Stack well, Records.
2: Yeah, let, let's let's go back through there, because I it, it says at the early age, you, you, when you eventually started your own band called Chapter One with Al Johnson,
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, and then after playing with Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers, come on. Um, then you later moved to Memphis, Tennessee, to become a one of Stacks Records recording bases. <laughs> Tell us how that began.
1: That was a real adventure. Um, boy, I, uh, actually. What
2: do you begin, huh?
1: <laughs> uh was the vice president when I arrived at Stacks, there was a, a friend of mine that played the guitar. His name was, we called him Skip. His name is Charles Pitts. And we called him Skip. That's the fellow that you, everybody heard playing the guitar on Shaft, that Wawa.
4: Mm.
1: He's mm-hmm. the one that, 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 that lick for the Shaft, uh, score. And, uh, he, So Isaac Hayes about me, Isaac Hayes called me in Washington, D.C. and said, I hear you can play a little bit of bass, man. We need somebody out here who can do that. And I told him, I said, I think I'm your guy. And I I went out there with him, and um, it was just like, uh, I don't know, it's just like, uh, (laughs) I don't know, it's an experience that I I would never forget. And what what an experience. Um, I learned business. I met all sorts of artists. I played behind four artists, played on some some hits that would seem like it would never die, like if mm-hmm. You was Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right. I was the co-producer on it, Luther Ingram, and myself, we produced it, along with Johnny Bell. And just so many wonderful things came out of that, and I gained a world of knowledge um, from the Tax organization, and uh, uh, I um, cherish those moments to this day, and, and they still help me along. Um, sometimes uh, when I think about the journey I've been on, I have to stop and smile to myself and <laughs> think yes. how wonderful and, and how blessed I've been. So I, yeah. I'm that way. Yeah.
2: I mean to play uh, for uh, Black Moses. I mean, I remember the album Hot Buttered Soul. Tell me, you were on that one?
1: Well, I didn't. I didn't get on that one. That was before I arrived at Stack.
2: Okay. Okay. But
1: I did do the, the Black Moses album, mm. and I think my favorite song on that album was Never Can Say Goodbye.
2: Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lick. I mean, he. I mean, I. I don't know. I don't know of any songs that I did not like of his. I mean, every one of them was just phenomenal hits.
1: hmm
2: Phenomenal.
1: Yeah. That that was very exciting to be a part yes. of. That organization. Well,
2: see, you you blaze your own trail uh, when you talk about uh, the hip hop genre and the uh, multi platinum recording West Coast pop lock. Uh, with Dr. Dre and many of the other artists, which included Tupac with California Love and mm-hmm. Snoop uh, with the Pop Lock, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it says that you you know you had a passion for gospel, and it was expressed in this moving and personal journey of soul. Tell us about that journey. Well, I mean, because you you, you came from the gospel, where 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 did it end up?
1: Exactly. Um, there are many of us uh, musicians and and artists out here that uh, was reared in the church, and I happened to be one of those. And um, I was maybe five years old at that time, and uh, my uncle was teaching me to sing, (laughs) so I would sing in church as well. And um, uh, from that point on, I, I thought, of singing as a career and um, I always did love to sing but never thought I would play an instrument but um, it turns out that um, I became involved in singing and um, most of my singing experience came from the church as many other artists and musicians and uh, I was Reared in the church, so I had that gospel in me, that church but uh I do like gospel and 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 uh uh songs that send great messages and uh I also like uh some traditional
2: uh
1: gospel, and of course, I love contemporary gospel
2: well and, let and me ask you let me ask you this though, because you know even myself, I was raised in the church. And, you know, you living under your mamas and daddies, you got to go to church. Um, but, you know, you still had that peer, peer pressure when you were young. You know, did you have a peer pressure? I mean, because from 16, you think about, you know, you think about music, but then you think about other things, you know. Mm, yeah. are, there, are there anything that you can think of that was a peer pressure or any type of pressure that might have deterred you from the path that you have taken now?
1: To be honest, I just um, never thought of any you know, what I once I became involved in music, that was my life daily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would be in somebody's studio trying to learn how to record or I would be on the stage with somebody or I would be at somebody's house practicing myself and another bass player and he's showing me some stuff and I'm trying to learn because um when I first started it sounded pretty bad. <laughs> 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 then I played with a band that sounded like me and <laughs> we were all beginners and we count the song off one, two, three, four, and then it sounded like somebody dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this because, you know, um, if there's one key thing that not only as yourself, you know, you know encouraging yourself, because the saying says if there's no one else to encourage you, you have to encourage yourself. But when you're coming up, I know you had to have a lot of people around you who encourage you, family members, uh, people in the music industry, I mean, key people that you can think of. Tell us about that.
1: That's very interesting that you should say that because uh, once I decided to play in the band with my friend. Excuse <clears throat> me. He was a young fella, twenty-three years old, but we called him Pop because he was just like a he was sort of like an old guy, older guy, <laughs> and he like my older brother.
4: Mhm. Uh,
1: myself and the drummer, and you know, he really looked out for us. There were things that we didn't know. It was green as dollar bill. But uh, he would look out for us. But he was actually my mentor. Uh, he showed me, you know, how to play the bass. He showed me my first note and just hung right in there with me. And uh, to answer your question, he was one of my best supporters. Then my grandmother would come to the club. I played, I would play at this club six nights a week. And she would come four of those nights. Her, my mom, well, my grandmother and her two daughters—one being my aunt, and the other being my
4: mom—great
1: mm-hmm. supporters. And um, they they would go if I were to play someplace in a club. They weren't really strict on age limits during those days. If you looked old enough, nobody checked your ID; they just let you in. But um, uh, they would really check out the places that I was, you know, they knew I was going to be playing. And they would go ahead of me and make sure everything is okay and it's the places mm. for young kids to play in. And they would stay there with me, and they supported me all through my my music career, you know, until, of course, um, they started leaving. But um, they were there with me, and I, I had great support.
2: That's phenomenal that and I think that is what's so key uh with a lot of uh young especially young uh individuals who are getting into the music industry uh to have that support some type of support uh to make them successful and then of course it's key that their mindset is set on being successful, you know and not thinking about those things that are you know, like I said, the peer pressures that are around you that will deter you from the path that was set for you. I mean, can you concur on that, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I sure can. Yeah, yeah.
2: uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, those things I kind of like ease right through without really thinking about it because I had so many people was, you know, down with me and, you know, I had so much. I had a lot of support and things like that. So mm-hmm. I, it was never a sad time. Everything was really just great. It was a new adventure and a new type of lifestyle. And, you know, and I loved it. And, and it's uh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's phenomenal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here tonight with Ronnie Hudson, the. Uh, a phenomenal basis. Uh, play with the greats such as Isaac Hayes, and um, he's done so many great things. Um, stack records, and and the list goes on. But of course, we have a, a ton of questions on our chat board. Uh, we do have a caller in from North Carolina, uh, so we're gonna go with a couple of questions. Uh, Hold on, North Carolina. We're we're going to get to you in a second. But right now, we're going to go through a couple of uh, questions on the chat board um, that our listening audiences are wanting to know. And the first question was, what are the differences that you see in the business of music from 1980 to now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. In (laughs) 1980... Um, the music business was definitely totally different from what it is now. And see, we're into the computer age now, where as to where you know you can actually go online right now and listen to my whole CD <laughs> because uh, of the way things are today. You know, you. you uh... But see, back in the day, uh, it was all about the radio. And the record labels, but today the record labels really don't do that well um, I guess they're, they're used more for promote as a promotion promotional tool that I would say than anything else these days there's a lot has changed back in the day you would get you, you know it would be possible to get a sign in bonus from the record label of maybe two hundred thousand a million depending on who you are. And, if you're coming from moving from one label to the next, that sort of thing still happens to some degree. If it were someone like Beyonce or someone of her status were to move from one company to another, um, then there would probably more than likely, there would be a signing bonus. But for people that are just coming into the company these days and, you know, they don't know much about them, they've never had any, hits and they're coming into the company to be signed in uh, they they don't get those sorts of uh, bonuses like they would get back in the day at, at one time uh, it's kind of crazy because if you ever see the movie Cadillac Records
4: uh, yes, yes we
1: yes. would get paid a different way you know
4: mm-hmm. back in
1: those days. but then things would move up those pioneers helped us to see what we needed to do to get paid. And there were some of us who still didn't get paid, but there were some of us who started understanding and trying to pick up on the business. And as we continued to do that, of course we we became more uh, active and smarter in, in, in the music business and we you know we we knew what to do to, to get our money and receive our residuals and things. So it's it's a it's a thing now where you need to know uh, something about the business if you're going to be involved and even if you're an artist uh, you don't want to tell your manager you take care of the business and I'll take care of the singing Uh, (laughs) I've heard that a lot but you don't want to do that Uh, you want to you know look in into your business yourself and sign all your checks just a good advice from one uh, Celebrity to another, and to I an think artist.
2: that has been yeah that has been a a, um, <clears throat> a hard lesson learned by a lot of artists back in the day.
3: Yes,
1: and um, they're still learning some hard lessons. Uh, some young kids, uh, and it's it's easy to do. You give them a hundred thousand dollars and uh, and uh, give them a Bentley and maybe a house, and that kid is satisfied, and somebody else. Is, maybe walking away with millions.
4: So mm-hmm. that's
1: that's how it goes. So yeah. you have to well, you need to get find the entertainment attorneys, go over the contract with them and you know and and the thing is when the people in this industry read the books, they think the book is telling them everything that's correct. And the book is to some degree, but the book will tell you that you own one hundred percent of your publishing. And you do when you write a song. And you have the song and you have the music. Have the publishing, you own 100% of that. You own 100% of the writers. But some people think that they can go to a record label or to someone and put a song out there. And they they want you to, to do a deal, make a deal for them. But they want to keep one, all of the percentage of the thing they want. of the publisher and 100% of the writers. And Mm -hmm. people read the book, they think that's what they're they're supposed to get help and still keep the the 200%. So it doesn't work like that.
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned when you talk about the business of music.
1: The business, there's Mm -hmm. a lot. There's a lot. So much to it. And, of course, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, when you're dealing with publishing companies and things like that, then you should be up on top of that. But I I, I advise all the artists to to talk to the entertainment attorneys before signing or before venturing into anything that you're not certain of in in the entertainment. Yes. Yes.
2: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here with Ronnie Hudson tonight, and I'm going to open up the chat line because we do have a, Caller calling in from East North Carolina. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from.
0: Hi, my name is Elliot Hoskin, calling in from Durham, North Carolina.
2: Hello, sir. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine. How about you?
2: Hi, I'm doing fantastic. Well, you're here tonight with Ronnie Hudson and his sidekick, Mr. Sticks. We're going to get to Mr. Sticks to say something in a minute. <laughs> um, but uh, tell us uh, what is your question for Ronnie Hudson and what are your comments?
3: well uh
0: mr Hudson, first of all i want to thank you for the contribution you made to music uh and what you're still doing today the question that i have is with the way with the way the, the music business has changed from from what it used to be to what it is now uh what other advice would you give young people who are trying to get in who are trying to get into this business i i i heard you i heard you talking about you know uh contract attorneys uh what what other advice would you give the young people who, who want to get into this business?
1: The, the, the contract attorneys, that that's where you, you get your lessons from. You know, you take those papers to, you know, certain things like that, paperwork to your entertainment attorney, and he'll describe what's in the contract. But in the entertainment business itself, and if you I'm going to be straight with you, today the way things are, you have to know somebody then know somebody because what has happened uh, back in the day in the 70s and back during those days, record labels were actually out there looking for artists. They had people called scouts, Mm -hmm. that nightclubs and all over places looking for scouting for for people. We didn't have computers, of course, so that was the way it had to be done. But today we have all of the TV programs, the voice and so many other uh, 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 uh what should i call it uh uh challenges in music those t v shows and uh, uh, and uh you know you have all of that kind of stuff going on so you can choose artists now and from places like that and you know american idol those pla those those uh t v shows and and when those people are on there, as soon as they're done, there are record companies and labels calling for them. And the, the person that didn't win may turn out to be, you know, the best ever on a on a record, you know, mm-hmm. out there on a CD. But you, to answer your question, you really have to know somebody that knows somebody. You've got so many people. I I say all of that to say we have great entertainers out there today that we've never heard of. And we probably would never have heard of if we didn't have these talent TV shows. And, you know, those talent TV shows have been around for decades, but they've, they've gotten better and better and better. And the people that are coming on the shows, they're screened. So, they everything is better and you you have more of a challenge now when you were if you were to go on one of those. I say that to say there's a lot of competition uh today and um making your way into it you definitely would have to know somebody that can help you. And there are people that are out there artists that will help sometimes you, you really have to ask. And there are people out there would wouldn't mind helping you. Find your way, but it's not easy. It's it's a it's a difficult task. And the thing about finding someone, all of the people that are really doing something, they're so busy, they mm-hmm. they don't time or they, you know, they they're trying to make it right, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a challenge. And then there are some people who won't step down to a, a, a local individual's level. They they don't. They won't do it. And um, <clears throat> now, sometimes they will, if they seem, if you seem to be one of those type of people that know something about the record business and you know about it. And if you try to cut some kind of deal with them, and you say, "Yeah, man, we can go thirty-three and thirty now they like that. They'll, <laughs> they'll start looking at you and talk with you about things like that because you seem like you know something. But here's <laughs> a guy walking around with the song and he want to keep all of the publishing and all of the writers want to make a deal but the other people do do his song up for him for free. <laughs> he keep all the publishers and the writing.
3: <clears throat> and the
1: writers, <clears throat> excuse me, some people that think like that, of course, your professional people that are in the industry are not going to deal with anybody like that because they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> That, that's what they look at. And, uh, of course, uh, you've got to have good product because everybody has good product these days. Mm-hmm. So those are some major changes.
2: All right. Very good. Very good. Do you have any? Well, uh, tell us, uh, Elliot, about you because I understand you have a radio show as well.
0: Yes, as a matter of fact, they do. Uh, I, I've already, I have a Christian-based radio. Uh, Talk radio show called Let's Talk Real Life. Um, we, we we do our best to, to, to provide opportunities for, for young people who who are trying to uh, uh, get to that next level. Uh, we we deal with issues that sometimes that affect the church. But the church don't always talk about uh, everything from teenage suicide to drugs, gangs, you know, domestic violence. So we, we, we try to deal with a lot of issues that that are that are society issues, but sometimes the church don't the church don't want to talk about.
2: Very good. Well, tell us, give some information on
0: how we can log into your radio station and listen in, or even call in. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I thank you. I appreciate it. You you can, you can go to my website, ElliotHoskins.com. dot uh, com. That as that, a live media player from there, you can you hear the show from there. Uh, you can also, uh, if, if you're if you're in the area, or if you want, you want to call in, you can always call in. Uh, the number to call is one is 471 is, 5652. Uh, but I always tell everybody, if you want to listen to the show, just just go to the website, com. That's the easiest way to do it, and you can you can hear us by just going to the website.
2: Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for calling in. We'll leave the line open if you still want to hang on, uh, if you have some more questions or comments for our guests tonight. But you know what I want to do? I know we have uh, the CEO of T2 5CL Online, Mr. Andre Ward. Andre, are you there, sir? Yes, I'm here. Very good. Do you have any questions or comments for our guests tonight?
4: Well, first of all, I just want to welcome Brother Six and uh, Rodney to the show. So, welcome to Cory Corner and Galaxy Talk Radio.
1: It's a pleasure to have you, brothers, on. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, thank you all for having us.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much for having us.
1: Yes, sir. Looking forward to
4: uh, working with you guys this year and let's start uh, doing some things that are little favorite place there in, in Beverly Hills. And so uh, but we will definitely talk about that and we'll just definitely move that forward uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And okay. I also this is thing to you, uh, when you were talking about networking and getting to know someone, if I'm an upcoming artist and want to get into this business, should I spend my time rehearsing and perfecting my craft or should I be out here networking and looking for
1: executives in the business. That's a good question. Um these days <clears throat> these days as an artist and I'll use myself uh, I am sort of out like nightly networking uh, and then I'm promoting my new CD and um and and it goes on and on and on. Uh, sort of non-stop. And your, your networking can really, really, really help you. Um, because you'll be, in most cases, you're among people who are, may you may have something that interests someone. There, there are people out here looking for theme songs and all sorts of stuff, poems. Uh, they're looking for people that... Um, that can invitate other people. All sorts of stuff is going on. So yes, um, I would say networking is is a one of the great things that that's available to us these days, and this it's something that all artists do these days. So uh, it's a it's a good thing.
4: Yeah, you can be a great artist. But you spend more time perfecting your work. I guess you can't make any money, especially nowadays with with the business. Because, like you were saying earlier, uh, the radio more or less controlled your promotion, and now it seems as though social media
0: can <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everything
4: is based around. Uh, digital downloads, and not going to your favorite record store and buying a wax or a CD or Uh, a track versus the old days.
1: And you are so right.
4: Yeah. And what's happening that, that I've seen, you know, and especially with some of our seasoned artists, and they tend to resist that trend. Uh, moving forward into the world of technology with their craft and they appear to be somewhat stagnant and they fall behind mm-hmm. and nowadays it's you when you're when you're promoting yourself it's not necessarily going out here knocking on doors but it's by what you put out uh, throughout the world over the internet How you are presenting yourself over the internet and once you start catching on and the world knows who you are, then you can make a lot of, you know, residual monies just by putting yourself out there and applying yourself to Mm -hmm. technology, because if you don't get involved with the technology of, of the music, then nowadays you're going to fall behind.
1: One guy asked me, he says, well, Ronnie, if I go in the studio, put my own song together, and I put it online for sale, I should do pretty good. <laughs> I kind of laughed a little bit. I chuckled. There's more to it. I mean, so much more to it. Now, I explained to him, if he's Prince and he does that,
4: right?
1: everybody knows Prince. So if yeah. they know he's got something online, they'll go there and buy everything he's got. Yeah. But do they know? Do they know this other young man? No, they don't. They don't know him. So he sell ten CDs, and he said, "Oh man, I sold ten CDs. Man, I made five hundred dollars." Well, in the record business, that's not even tax. No.
4: No. no. So um, you know, you can have a nice website. You got your music up but there's so many ancillary things that you have to do even when you get out there electronically. Because You tell artists all the time, when you sign with T25CL, when you put your CD up for a distribution, your work has just begun. See, you have
1: to do that these days. And you, you also have to have a distributor these days for the digital. You need the digital distributor. That's a must. And and you got to get somebody to take it. And then after, the, if they like it, they may move on to even do the physical distribution for you, providing right. they have a a pretty good product. But right. like you said, they're not even. They they've got so far to go. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. yeah, it's a much much different day. Yeah. So it's we much, need, we we need help. Yes, that's what we need, and we need help from uh We need people to 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 come and step down and help us, especially the people who are done with their careers. Most of them take their careers and go home to the rocking chair and that, all of that knowledge is sitting home, sitting someplace, just rocking every day we could if we had some type of program that we could use all of our pioneers, our older uh generations. They're the ones who really know, know know what's going on. If there was some mm-hmm. way we could we could put that in to uh, supply some of our younger generation and give them teach them you know ways of doing things because there are ways of doing these things. If you really have people that's been out there for years and years and years that, that know all the tricks and the trades, these people can show you things that you never thought of.
4: Well, also, uh, too, it, it really takes unity uh, with us as well in our niche market. And, you know, wherever we go, wherever we talk, wherever we solicit, you know, we have to promote ourselves. And I don't care if you're in some type of club, organization, your church, your work, whatever it may be. Um, you know, we have to get it up, and, and, and it has to go viral, you know, just because you relay it to one person. That one person who bought your CD is sort of like the key. That one person needs to tell five to ten other people, hey, check this movie out or check this movie out, whatever it may be. And then when those people do the same thing, it's all about duplication. And if yeah. Can ever get that
2: to grow? I mean, you're it'll be in the millions. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the business because uh, there's a lot of questions on our chat board. That a lot of people are asking um, regarding that matter about the business, and uh, there was a questions that really tied together. And uh, but before we go to go there, we we don't want to leave out. The, the the other brother who was on the line, Mr. Sticks. Mr. Sticks, yes. we have not heard from you, and I know that you have been with Ronnie for
3: how long? Quite some time, and it seemed like forever, and it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey every step of the way. Well, tell my listening audience
2: how it began.
3: It began, um, I like uh, Ronnie himself, uh, We love doing things for the community, and we love trying to educate people in the field that we desire to be in. And um, I host uh, what I call the Grandstand Jam, and it's a platform for artists to come out, share their talents to the public, uh, have the whole model, family-friendly and fun. And that's uh, exactly how we keep it. And we try to educate each other and grow with each other in, in the music field. And uh, listening to you guys in the conversation and with Audrey X, life is such a balanced being. You know, we have to be able and willing to put our foot forth to do all of it and sometimes simultaneously. You know, we got to perfect our art as best as we humanly can. And at the same given time, we have to reach out to the community uh, to share the, the knowledge that we have because uh, uh, you can be really extremely good. Uh, with your craft, but if you don't have no clue what the business world is on the other end, it's, it's not far you can go. And so um, Ronnie mentioned about people in the rocking chair, and maybe they don't keep up with the latest technology, but they have so much business, ventures, and, and smart. If they don't share that with the people and the technology we have today, we're going to lose the whole entertainment industry.
2: Hmm. Okay. Well, you know that was the question that that was asked uh, that was posed on the chat board. It says, "What disappoints you? Number one, what disappoints you about the business these days? Then, what makes you happy about the business?"
3: And I well, make me happy about the business. I, I get to do what I love doing: uh, being in front of people, sharing my heart, sharing my ideas through music, educating people. Uh, through music, you know, the world, um, music itself is like the biggest communication of the world, and you know, from my point of view. And um, I wouldn't doubt if many other people shared the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you can, through music, without even saying words, you can communicate from one language to the other, and there's mm-hmm. no boundaries whatsoever. And that's one of the biggest things I like about it. And they can... uh do so many things for your spirit and, and uplifting people and, and spreading knowledge in so many ways, from learning um, how to deal with mathematics to learning how to relate to each other.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's ask this question because, uh, and, and ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner, where we have the phenomenal guests. Mr. Ronnie Hudson, and Mr. Sticks. And the reason why they call you Sticks is, let my listening audience know why.
3: (laughs) Well, I I tell you a a blessing to be a drummer, (laughs) and I tell you a big blessing phenomenal
2: drummer ladies and gentlemen phenomenal drummer okay yeah they they call it they he doesn't have that that name for no unknown reason he definitely can play the drums but um mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about that because you at um said a key point there on sticks um um encouraging not only you know those who are in the industry but the young people coming up and I think um Elliot can even um, hone in on this when because he deals with uh, uh, the youth and um, encouraging um, them. Let me ask um, this question: um, um, With the sacrifices that you have made in your career, and this is a question, uh, how do you feel about hip hoppers coming along, not playing instruments, not singing, but still making millions of dollars? Ronnie.
1: Oh well, I'm one of the old hip hoppers. <laughs> they called me the granddaddy of hip hop. So. <laughs> oh, you're the
2: granddaddy of hip hop.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: they told me,
1: and um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I guess uh, back in the day, we we were developing hip hop. I was one of those, and never knew what I was doing. And my manager came to me. He says, listen, I got—I have a title called The West Coast Pop Law, And uh, I'd like to know if you can write it. And I looked at it. I said, sure, I can write it. I come I need to do some research and go to watch and these places that I was going to talk about. I need to know something about it. So I did that. And we, we put the song out there. And the next thing I knew, they were telling me that uh, the song was a West Coast uh, um, theme song. So I I would hear it on the um, basketball games, football games. Then later on, I heard it in 20 movies and uh, Mm. going on and on and on. And I put the song out in 1982, and I can't believe what this song still does and uh, it's amazing and uh, it's one of those this
2: yeah yeah because in your in your in your um information it's about west coast pop lock it says is one of the most popular singles that you and the street people have released in nineteen eighty two I mean the song was featured in grand theft auto. San Andreas, uh, in the fictional radio uh, station Bounce FM. And it was immediately adopted as an anthem by K-Day. And West Coast Pop rock has rarely left the radio since. 32 years ago. 32 years ago. It's still out there on the, on the main circuit. I mean, it has been sampled by NWA, Snoop, <laughs> Dr. Dre, uh, Scarface, most deaf. I mean, the song is notable for its sample. I mean, it is so notable, and, and with Dr. Dre's and Tupac's songs, The California Love, which was released uh, on Death Row Records in '95. Mm-hmm. So you made a you made a comeback with this this album, West Coastin. Uh, was it West Coasting?
1: Well, I mean, wait, West. we have a brand new one out right now. Just uh, yes, recently it's called West Coastin by Ronnie Hudson and. This time we have myself, we have E40, we have Two Shorts, we have uh, Snoop Dogg, we have, uh, and, and you know we talk about all of these old, all of the this this CD is dedicated to the all of the old school uh, 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 legends. So we 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 so we use old school legends. We use uh, Snoop. We use uh, we have Wyclef Jean's and Sugar Free, a whole bunch of guys on it. There. Lots of talent. Are uh, 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 telling, talking to the young kids, and we have a song on this as uh, "Don't Throw Your Life Away." Well, oh, incidentally, it's probably one of the most uh, 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 it, it type of CD that uh, actually talks to the to the younger people and saying, "Hey, listen." Uh, one of the songs, like I said, "Don't Throw Your Life Away." Another one is named "We Should Be Shining." don't need to do this
2: well let me let me stop you right there because I would like Elliot to interject here because Elliot is it not true that these are the type of issues that you deal with when you do uh, your program um, for the the youth
0: yes we do every single day every, every day we're on the air we even if it's a even if it's a different segment and we're doing Relationships. We always go back to these issues because these issues are so prominent that we're seeing, especially right now with young black men, it's so prominent. So these issues we deal with on a daily basis.
2: Well, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you this, um, Ronnie, because the the music that you're doing now. I mean, back in the day, we, we remember how some of that music was back in the day. Um, degrading women, you know, I guess authoritative figures, all that kind of stuff, you know, what's going on back in the day. We know that for a fact. But now what you're saying, as the grandfather of hip-hop, you're bringing a positive message to the young people of today. And so with that crossover, do you feel that the music that's that's being um, airplayed, um, out there on the circuit, you think it's being um, um, projected as a positive message to our young people of today?
1: Well, I can't say how positive it really it is, but it's the type of music that our young people really like. Um, now, I, like I said, I'm, I'm the granddaddy, so we didn't do it like the way it's being done now. Uh, we we wouldn't be great women in uh, anything of the kind. Uh, We were taught by our parents totally differently to uh, hold the doors for the ladies and that sort of thing, you know, be Mm -hmm, a gentleman. mm -hmm. So things have changed uh, as far as hip-hop, but I'll say this, Uh, I had no idea that the West Coast Pop lock would turn hip-hop, and uh, after so many years, it actually turned hip-hop. They put it in the hip-hop category, and... Then, of course, uh, they titled me as one of the pioneers of hip hop. And I've received so many war- uh, awards and platinums, multi platinums, and all sorts of. I don't know, I can't count plat- platinums anymore. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I think I said like 2,300 or something when it first came out. I think that so many people recorded the song. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went to 20 movies. I think the first one was South Central. And then it just kept rolling, uh, oh and it's still hitting hard right now on the west coastman c d <laughs>
2: yes, yes, but you know i I think um even with as the grandfather of hip hop um still the messages that are brought forth across the airwaves are still messages that are uplifting, mm-hmm. encouraging
3: and
2: not uh, detrimental or not trying to be detrimental. Um, and I think that is key. And it's always an issue when um, we talk about even with the churches. Uh, I was raised in the church, you was raised in the church, and, and then uh, Elliot is, is dealing with the uh, Christian aspect of encouraging youth of today. Yeah. Um, from that standpoint, I think that is what is needed. We need Positive black role models and mentors for our young men, I mean our, our young women, of course, you know we, you know' we're, we're out there you know, and the young women are out there, but the young men who are the priests are raised to be the priests of the household or raised to be the right. chief of you know of of a family or the head, you know because that's the man's position, and to have that positive role model. Uh, is so key, and I think that is um, something that you are doing with your music. I know that the LA is doing that with his uh, program as well, and so I think that is key, and we're going to keep on doing that, correct? Of
3: course. I know
2: my my brothers can <laughs> concur on that and come together on that matter. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, but, but we guess, have something
1: yeah. else going on, too. Um, we're putting together a super dream team R&B band. I'm going to let Sticks tell you about that.
3: Oh, come on, Sticks. Tell the world. Well, we're putting together a musical dream team, as uh, we call it. And uh, we have, uh, going back to the old school sound and the R&B, the stacked record sound, Motown sound, where it was all positive, things you can dance to, relate to, uh, cuddle up songs you can cuddle up with and songs you can just party to. You know, uh, We do some things out in the community uh, with my project called the Grandstand Jam. And um, uh, Ronnie has been working just as hard as I do. And we keep the community with a place, a platform to bring music to the table and just enjoy themselves as a community at the same given time, uh, giving ourselves our opportunity uh, to get music back to where it was. And uh, teach, teach the youth uh, how to make music and, and do business and make it a career for themselves as well.
2: Oh, all right, phenomenal, phenomenal. So we're gonna hear great things coming from that, that that venue, correct? Oh, that's for sure. For sure. Well, let me ask you this, because there's a couple, there's still some questions on the chat board that we need to ask before our time runs out. And it says, if you were the headliner on a show and you could pick three acts to proceed you, who would they be? Who would they be, Ronnie? One act
1: would be called, there's a group of young ladies. um, they're They're named the GGs. And they live in Atlanta, Georgia. One of the ladies, uh, there are three, three of them, young ladies in their 20s, and they are incredible. One plays the keyboard, one plays the drums, and one plays the bass. And together they are incredible. Their, their musicianship as well as their singing. They would definitely be one. Now, the bass player, she plays with Beyonce. And
4: she
1: has two sisters, and um, her two sisters, the three of them together, is incredible. You can go to uh, YouTube, and you can look the GGS up, and they did a song by uh, Bruno Mars, "Locked Out of Heaven," I believe is the name of it. And if uh, your audience, you know, if they're interested in those in that particular group, they can go to that. Uh, YouTube and, and pull the GG's up and you'll see that they're incredible. The bass player I had the honors of being able to teach her during the, her years when she was learning to play and then later on she began to began to play with uh, Beyonce where she is now and she's Beyonce's ba- bass player but uh, her two sisters are, are the, the three of them together so I would choose them that would be one of my favorite groups and um, i do like uh, uh, uh some of uh the the, the new r and b vocals uh, people that are out right now um this this just may be a few that I really would like but i do think um uh, I, I do like uh today's music i do understand it and i like it and uh, you know of course um some of it i play. But um, in this case, we're putting together an old-school R&B band. So Mr. is has uh, done a great job of doing that. So we're going to bring you a little bit of everything, some new music. All right. Mm-hmm. We're definitely planning for
2: that, aren't we? Go
1: ahead. Just go ahead. Yeah, we do, Jazz. If you listen to us play jazz, you may not believe. That we know anything about R and B.
2: That's because you are so versatile. You are so versatile. We we know that. <laughs> so okay, now that was one act. Who's the second? Who's the next two? Well,
1: um, I you know some of one would be Luther Vandross. Mm. Um, that that would be one of my favorite, and uh, I'm still kind of uh in that mode too. Uh and uh yeah. I like I li- also like uh uh Brian McKnight
4: mm.
1: the to name a few, uh Lionel Richie, some of the some of the old school guys and um, mm. I do like some of the the younger guys a lot. you know, and uh Maxwell I like you know um <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh uh, How about Kim?
2: How about Kim or uh, uh, Anthony Hamilton?
1: Anthony Hamilton. Yeah well, yeah, he's a uh, yeah. He's, he's,
2: that's he's, a bad boy right there.
1: Not long mm-hmm. ago, and uh, they, the women, they had to call, us to bring the nurse in because the women was falling out, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know
3: that's right. Miss <laughs> oh,
2: <they, visually. laughs> you, yes
3: and it, it, it can go on and on and on. Huh. I know the list could go on and
2: on and on, but, you know, it's just so it's so there's so there's much great talent out there right now that, wow. No, you would love to have them all.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, let me ask you this because there was another question I asked about this because we were talking about instruments and you were talking about teaching the young lady how to play, but the question was asked was what is the hardest instrument to
3: learn and what is the e- easiest to learn?
1: Yeah, that's a good question too. Um,
3: and, and before you answer that question, I'm going to have to excuse myself because I have a show that begins at eight thirty, and I yeah, am sure. the. Full. It, it mm-hmm. is a pleasure having your company, and I'm going to leave you with Ronnie. All
2: right, Dix. All right, we'll talk All right.
3: soon. All right. Thank you for having me on. All, All right. right.
2: But go ahead, um, um, Ronnie. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, well, what's the easiest
1: and what's the hardest instrument to play or to learn? Well, I think if you, if you, I think if you it wouldn't matter if you use the correct technique and, any, you know, with any instrument, it's going to be a little difficult at first. And then as you continue to work with the instrument, you begin to understand it some. And uh, I think it just, it goes, you know, it comes like that. But uh, I think all of them basically are kind of tough. Um, the, the piano, um, which I just love, I think it's probably I just I'm just in love. I get chills when someone sits down and play the piano, and uh, and they play it to taste, you know, to the taste. But uh, that's one of my favorite instruments. And uh, being a bass player, of course, I love the bass. But the mother instrument to me is the keyboards, and uh, it probably has a lot more. You, you may have to learn a lot more doing that than any other instrument. Maybe I say that because I, I can't answer that and, and say that that's true, but in my what I see, that's how I see it, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, in learning, and ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's corner with the phenomenal Mr. Ronnie Hudson and I want to pose this last question to you because I think it really ties into learning any type of instrument or just learning the music business. Um, A question was posed if your son or daughter asked you dad should I get a degree in music or should I get a degree in business what would you recommend? Now that
1: I would probably say to my son or my daughter, I would have to put that sort of back on them because I would want for them to have some type of dream.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I would think that that was something that they would should be telling me. Uh, I want to do this or I want to do that. But mm-hmm. still a good question because I have a daughter who just received her degree from Valdosta State University, if I'm allowed to say that.
2: Yes, you are.
1: And uh, she was actually first chair trombone when she was in high school. And she's now asking me if I can get her one of the uh, synthesizer keyboards. So I think she's got something on her mind.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: She played okay. in high school. She 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 did read the music and and played it and became first chair. So I think it's in her. I I, I know it's there. And now she wants a piano a keyboard. So I think she's got some plans. She wants
2: to take I, it to higher heights. Is what she wants to do.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> take it to another
1: level. Yeah. Oh. And I have two other sons. One named Kenneth Hudson and Alan Hudson, and of course my daughter Crystal Hudson. Uh, but my two sons, they're they're sort of down with me. What we do, we have a studio, and we go in there and they they engineer some stuff. And they, I have another son; and he he gets on the bass and he'll play the keyboard. They really put some really good stuff together. So we're going to go in there in in just a minute. And I, I've been asked to do another CD, a 10-song 10, 10, um, CD, but they want uh, some R- R&B stuff. So we'll be going in to do that, and uh, that'll be, that should be sometime that w- within the next few months. Mm,
2: that's phenomenal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been here with Mr. Ronnie Hudson, platinum mm-hmm. award-winning bassist, record producer, who has been with the greats such as Isaac Hayes and Snoop and Dr. Dre, and even you know you know the music goes on and on they've been on the billboard uh in the top one hundred number one song uh in the nation for two weeks. I mean the list goes on and on, and you are so very, very accomplished. Uh, artist, and such a good brother. You are so down to earth, and we really love you. We love your association with here with T25CL. We look to do great, great things. And so I'm going to leave um, some last comments before I have Ronnie close out. Uh, do we have any last comments from the chief or from Elliot? I just want to
4: thank Ronnie for coming on and sticks as well. Sorry you had to leave. But, uh, Ronnie, definitely thank you and looking forward to hooking up with you when I come back down to L.A. And, uh, Brother Elliot, uh thank you for staying up late uh, this evening for more Carolina. <laughs> 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 and you're always welcome to any of our shows. And please feel free to visit our website and check out our artists and see the things that we're doing and we're a young company, and we're coming. And, but as long as we have people like Ronnie Hudson around us, uh, we're going to be okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you so very much for that.
2: Yeah. And, <laughs> Elliot, your last comment. <laughs> About, <What is> <laughs>
1: well,
4: i I like, I like a brother with integrity who communicates with us. We can find him. and He's dependable. And that really, really, really means a lot, with uh, to, to your honesty and sincerity. So we really appreciate it, Ronnie. But yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, all
0: you right,
2: can, um, you can. Yeah, no, we're going to have Elliot, and then we're going to have Ronnie close out. Go ahead, Elliot.
0: Well, first of all, I just want, I mean, <laughs> Roslyn, I want to thank you for allowing me even to be a, be a part of this and to be listening in on this. Uh, Ronnie, I mean, I am, I'm so... And, so, and just so encouraged by, by what you're doing and what you continue to do. And so I, I just thank God for this opportunity. So thank you again. Carolyn, uh, Roslyn, thank you again for allowing me to be a part of this show.
2: You are so welcome, sir. And we will connect because I really would love to have you on uh, some future shows that um, what your uh, endeavors are. We have individuals who are on the same vein. So we're going to have another show um that will really cross over into your field of play as well, okay? Ah, uh, thank you. You're so welcome. Okay, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Now our a, listening audience, give our listening audience some closing comments and, and uh just, you know, take us out.
1: I'm gonna say thank you all for having Stick and myself. Uh I thank you you guys, Elliot, you, all of you guys for the wonderful comments that you've just made uh in the future uh you, you can go to my website ronnyhudson.com it's kind of easy to remember and if you if you need to get a hold of me you can do it from there there's a place there where you can just send me an email you don't have to even know what my email is you can, it'll say email just go to it write it send it to me uh I'll get it and definitely answer you back I won't have anybody else do that I I do that on on all of my sites facebook and everything else so I try to uh, talk to my people and let them know that I'm still here for them. So uh, you can contact me there, and um, uh, you will see me uh, uh, shortly. I'm going to be going to Pasadena to the Jackie Robinson uh, site over there. It's a community center for that area, and I'm going to set up a concert as to where we can raise money for that community. So I need to talk to all of you guys in just a little while. I'm going to need some help with it.
2: Oh, for and sure. You know we got it. We all right. got it. For sure. For sure. So all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard it here with the great Ronnie Hudson um, and for all our listening audiences who are in in, uh, Africa and Europe and all uh, the nation's uh, international, our international family. We know they're asleep right now, but they always go back and listen to our show. This show is going to be recorded or has been recorded, and you can go back and listen to it in another couple of hours and just listen to it over again because you might still have some questions because we are definitely going to have Ronnie and Sticks back again because we want to know uh, uh, how um, what he has um, proceeded to do even further, you know, for the new shows and new concerts and everything that Sticks had talked about with his endeavors. We always want to know what's going on, you know, and we always would love to be a part, and we are going to be a part. Like she says, hey, you know what, we're family now, and I know that when uh, we start doing things, I know, Ronnie, that you're there to have our back as well. Oh, we're that- family. We are definitely family. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at Rosalind's Corner at p 25 com. Just go there, listen to the great music of our independent artists. Of course, we're going to have uh, West Coasting. I've got the CD that's getting ready to go up. Yes, it is. <laughs> our listening audience definitely will hear it. And um, so, you know, it's been great. It's been great. And I just want to thank my guests for. I in, I want to thank Ronnie, I want to thank Elliot, and of course Chief, who was there. So to all our listening audience and also united, we stand. The concert that T25CL did in March at the Warner Grand Theatre is now in production and will be out in February. We encourage you, look, just support T25CL because this is a great endeavor. And it's a great documentary, along with great, great music. Brenda Lee Mark Allen Felton, Myron Edwins, Charles Small, who plays with the the infamous and jazz singer Barbara Morrison, Uh, even myself. But it's great music, along with documentaries. And you know what? It's going to be a great, great film that uh, T25CL is putting together. And... And maybe Chief want to make a little comment about the film that's coming out.
4: Oh, well, we're very excited about it. We're on our last leg of uh, post-production. And so uh, it's going to be a combination music and documentary based around real-world issues uh, poverty and uh-huh. of Africa and the Middle East. And it pertains to uh, the... Uh, Millennium 2015 post agenda to eradicate 1 billion people off of uh, poverty in Africa and in the Middle East, and hopefully some of that comes over this way as well. But what we did was we put the message out with our music and our great artists and now we're telling the story of um, mm-hmm. what is really happening and so we will have this thing uh, released fairly soon and uh, we're just putting the finishing touches on it now we're very very proud of this project and so it'll be coming out soon you'll be seeing mm-hmm. the fairly quickly
2: uh coming to the theaters near you for sure <laughs> well mm-hmm. ronnie We love you. We're gonna say good night to you, Uh, Elliot. Thank you so much for staying up with us, and we will be touching bases soon. And to all our listening audiences, we just want to say thank you and thank you for joining me here at TC5CL Galaxy Talk Radio at Roslyn's Corner. So with er with that, everyone, we want to say good night. Good night, Ronnie. Good night. Thank you. Good night. You welcome. Good night, Elliot.
1: Good night. Thank you.